Welcome to the Gathering Podcast. I've got Alex Russo. Couldn't make it here, so I've got him over the phone. What's up, Alex? How you doing? I'm so excited. Let's jump into this. Man, I'm pumped for this topic today. We are in the second, yeah. uh, the second installment, you could say, in our series called Hello, My Name is Revival. Basically, what we're doing is we're unpacking the four main spiritual disciplines. The first was prayer, uh, why we pray big. And the second one today what we're talking about is daily Bible reading. Come on, somebody. Yes. Daily yes. Bible reading is the second main spiritual discipline that I believe every single believer should absolutely emphasize and prioritize in their life. I love it. So you ready to dive in? Let's do it. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I think, I think the first thing that we need to discuss and talk about, Alex, is like, I think some, I think a lot of, a lot of us Christians, a lot of believers, we, we comprehend and understand. We have the head knowledge. Like, yeah, yeah. The Bible is important. You know, like you learn about the Bible in Sunday school. If you're a church kid, you know, right when you get saved, you understand like the Bible is the kind of like the authoritative book for Christianity as we know it. Right. But I think a lot of times where we fall off is the application of actually getting into the word, making it a priority, um, you know, taking time every day to make that appointment with God and just be still and read and consume and study the word of God. And so I think we all understand like, yeah, like it's important, but at the same time we fall off with that habit and that discipline that we need to build in our lives. Yeah, I agree. And so I think today we're focusing on kind of building, how to build that discipline, how to make it a priority Mm -hmm. to you. If we want to experience revival, first and foremost, we must know the word of God. We must be well-versed in the Bible. We've we've got to become familiar with scripture. I'm thinking of the verse in Matthew where Jesus, he's like, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God of God. We live Mm -hmm. by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so that's what we're talking about today. But, but for those who kind of like are, you know, checking Christianity out or just kind of wondering about those things, I want to talk about why it's important. So like, why do we need scripture every day? Why should we even build this habit in our lives? Why is it important to do daily Bible reading? And so the first thing we have four points on this. The first one is this simply, the Bible draws us to God. Mm-hmm. The Bible draws us closer to God and who God is. You know, the essence of Christianity, right, is like discovering who God is, you know, discovering Jesus, getting to know God more and more every day. That's the longing. That should be our longing, right? Alex is like, I want to know right. God more. And, um, you know, none of us know him perfectly. None of us are at our apex spiritually. None of us are... You know, we've come to that climactic moment. I know the Lord. Like we know God, but we're getting to know him every day. And the Bible is the vessel that catapults us into getting to know God more. And so I want to just say real quick, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is two things. It's it's Christocentric and it's relationocentric. So those are two theological terms. The first one is Christocentric, meaning the entirety of scripture from start to finish genesis to revelation is all about jesus the christ it's christocentric it's centered mm. on jesus the old testament points to the person and the coming of the messiah jesus and the new testament points back to the authority and the person of jesus and what he's done for us all of scripture points us in 
in, in the direction of the person of Jesus. It's Christocentric. But secondly, it's also relationocentric, meaning it's, it's God relating with humanity. It's God stepping down to the world and in, in book form, disclosing his nature and saying, this is how I want to relate with my people. It's a relationocentric. It's the right. Old Testament is, is how God related to his people in that old covenant. And the New Testament is how God relates to his people through the bloodshed and sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the ultimate lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world, right? And so that's what it means to draw close. The Bible is drawing us constantly closer to God. I mean, I'm thinking about in my own life when I sit down and have a time in the word, I leave refreshed knowing, right. man, I've, I've spent time with God. I've spent time with God. And so that's the first thing is it draws us closer to God. But why else is it important, Alex? Um, the, before, I just want to add something to that before we jump into, into the part number two. Yeah. is It's interesting because, and this is a, a scripture, scripture reference for those who are taking notes. First Samuel 3.7, it talks in depth about Samuel's desire to know God, but it said he did not know the Lord because the word had not been mm. revealed to him. Mm, and this so is this is evidence for the reality that we know God through his word. We last week we we talked about, or not last week, but the week before we talked about all the different ways that we hear from God and that this is one of the biggest ways. Mm. But the thing that yeah. we have that Samuel didn't have is the Bible. Right. We have the Old Testament. We have the New Testament. We right. have the complete and full inerrant word of God. And Samuel didn't have that. So Samuel essentially had an excuse of why he didn't know God, but we don't yeah. have that excuse. Yeah. We have the word of God that's been revealed point. to us. Right. Uh, but the second way is that is it, is it builds faith. Yeah. That it builds faith. For sure. And when we, when we allow God's word to inform our life, we can be confident in our walk. And more than that, when we surround ourselves with his voice, instead of the voices of others, voices of, of the world, the voices of media and entertainment, voices of you know self-help books. And, and, and you know we look at Job, who was walking through such a, a difficult trial in his life. He had lost almost anything. But then his friends came, and they were feeding him all of this uh, wisdom and right. philosophy and and it wasn't fruitful for him because he wasn't right. hearing the the true, pure voice and word of God. Mm. And also, it helps us in building our faith to defend against the attacks of people and also of Satan. If we don't have a firm foundation in the word, Satan will know that and he'll come against it. And if yeah. you look at how yeah. Jesus defended against the attacks of Satan in the wilderness, every time Satan came after him with a temptation— Jesus responded so with scripture, pure scripture. It wasn't, you know, he didn't respond with a, with a strong attack. He used God's word. Yeah. And I love that. And I, and I love that. And I know that, um, you have, you have a, a, a scripture that you want to reference in this as well, which I'll leave that to you. But I just wanted to, to point to, uh, to second Timothy three fifteen, And this is Paul writing to Timothy. He says, mm. Timothy, from your childhood, you have been acquainted with the sacred writings. That's the Old Testament. That's right. the Hebrew Bible. Yeah. Um, this is what we, we reference as well. Um, it says, you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. So what he is essentially saying to Timothy in, the, in this is, 
your faith, your salvation, which are intertwined, faith and salvation are, are heavily yeah. linked, right. are, are, will, are produced and amplified and, and built uh, through the Word of God. Mm. So we, mm. we receive our faith, we receive our salvation through the Word of God. And that is, that is really powerful that Paul would write yeah. that to Timothy because right. it just shows us it just shows us how much Paul would emphasize this if that's what he's saying is is, is going to produce salvation um, right. and right. ultimately faith in Jesus. Yeah, so good, man. Yeah, you know, the scripture that you were talking about that I was going to reference is Romans uh, ten seventeen. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And I love that. Faith comes by hearing. But what are we hearing? We're filling our ears with the word of the Lord. That's how faith comes mm-hmm. And so if you want to build your faith, I was recently talking with somebody this past Wednesday night and uh, we were talking about, they were just opening up to me about some struggles they had with faith and belief in God and fully surrendering and trusting him. And they were wondering like, how do I get, how do I build my faith? Like, how do I grow my faith? And I went straight to Romans chapter 10, 17. I said, the Bible says faith comes by hearing in hearing the word of God. If you want more faith, if you want bigger faith, if you want higher quality faith, you've got to go to the scripture. You've got to go to the, to the words of God and his promises and what he's already told us. And that is what will strengthen your faith. If you think of faith like a muscle for a second, um, you know, imagine if I went over to a bench press, I haven't bench pressed in like a year, bro. Like imagine if I walk over to the, the bench, I sit down, I throw on 400 pounds on the bar and I try to bench press that thing, that thing's going to collapse on my neck and choke me out. You know what I'm saying? Because I haven't, I haven't built the muscle to be able to withhold that weight. And so it's like that with faith. If we think of faith like a muscle, if you want to build that, what do you have to do? You've got to start doing some reps every single day in order to get to that goal of 400 pounds. You've got to start disciplining yourself and doing smaller weight so that you can get to that bigger weight. So here's what I'm trying to say is, is the reason why it's so important to read your Bible every day and not in a religious fashion, not in out of obligation, not out of like, hey, I do this so that I can, you know, work my way up to God and he's going to be pleased with me because I'm reading my Bible. That's not what it's about at all. First of all, God is already approved right. of you. God already loves you. God already has his favor on you. It's not about obligation or religion. It's simply so that we can, number one, grow more like Jesus, get to know God more, and second, build our faith. And so as we add this discipline and work this muscle of of faith in the word, we will see it grow. And thirdly is this, wow. we read scripture so that because it affirms our identity. So it draws us to God, it builds our faith, and it also affirms our identity. I want to say it like this, if you want to know who you are, you must know who God is. And once we have the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, he then gives us the revelation of who we actually are. Our identity flows out of our knowledge of God's identity. And I want to go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. This is where Jesus famously asks his disciples. He's like, who do they say I am? And they're like, well, some say you're like a prophet, you're a great teacher, you're this, you're that, you're a preacher, you're blah, blah, blah. But then he says, okay, but who do you guys say that I am? And Peter responds immediately. He goes, you are the Christ, the Messiah, 
the son of the living God. And Jesus is like, yeah, 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 you're right. You, you know, my father in heaven revealed that to you. You didn't come, you didn't come up with that on your own. You know, God gave that to you. And then he goes on and he says this to Peter, he says, and you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Think about how wow. amazing the implications are for this text. Peter gets a revelation on who Jesus is. And therefore Jesus gives Peter's identity he says, you are Peter and you will be a rock in the church. Think about this. When we know who Jesus is through his word, when we seek God daily in his word, think about the, the Bible is God's disclosed nature to humanity. So when we read the Bible, we're, we're understanding the nature of God. We're understanding who Jesus is and, and inherently within that, God is saying, this is who you are. You are my son. You are my daughter. You are my beloved. You are valued. You are so dearly loved by me. And that's what God places on us when we seek him in his word. And mm-hmm. what's the last point? Yeah. So the last point, I can actually add on to the, the point you just made. Uh, you know, if we listen to what the world says about us constantly, and, you know, we, if we compare our lives through the lens of, of Instagram or TikTok or, you know, other social media, we'll never feel like we're enough. We'll never yeah. feel like we're adding up. We'll always right. feel like we're not, not attractive enough. We're not fit enough. We're not smart enough. We're not popular enough. And that can be damaging. And you look at the, you look at the statistics of, of, of Generation Z and millennials mm. and depression is at record high. Anxiety is at record high. suicidal ideation is at record high and it's no doubt because people are looking at their identity through the lens of what the what the media and entertainment industry is showing them but if we read scripture if we read uh, verses like ephesians 1 5 that says in love he predestined us for adoption as sons through jesus christ knowing that Mm. that god predestined us from the beginning of time he knew us before the foundation of the earth and he called us his sons and daughters knowing that we would walk through the, the the promises of Jesus, you know that's and, and the scripture is full of of, of identity affirming texts that tell us exactly yeah, who yeah. we are, where we came from, where we're going, what our purpose is, what our destiny is, and God has set that apart. And if we allow that to inform our our, our identity and form our thought life, then you can just see, and you've seen it as much as I have, Caleb. The amount of people who've been transformed from yeah, from anxiety, absolutely. from depression, from mm-hmm. from self-harm, from low self-esteem. Yep. When they realize my identity is not based off of what the world says I am, but what right. God God says I am through Jesus. Right. Um, which which brings us so good. to the final, and, 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 and I've kind of already hit on it, but it establishes our worldview. Yeah. yeah. And, and what what is a worldview? Everybody has a worldview. A worldview, uh, it doesn't matter if somebody is an atheist, an agnostic, if you are a, a a Muslim or a Buddhist, Hindu, everybody has a worldview. You can say, I yeah. don't believe in anything. You have a worldview. You yeah. have a set of beliefs and ideas that inform the way you think and see the world. But if we look at the world today, right now as we speak, the, the, the song uh, WAP by Nicki Minaj, is, uh, not Nicki Minaj, uh, by um, Cardi B, is, is number one. And that song is, is, is vulgar and disgusting. highly sexualized. Yeah. It's disgusting. And, and Lucifer is the number one streaming uh, 
show on Netflix right wow. now, which is a show about um, uh, Satan who comes to Earth and has relationships with women. And that is the number one streaming show on Netflix right now. Wow. And we can see that that That's is sad, what bro. our world, that, that is what our generation is, is, is seeking and desiring yeah. for it. What I what I think I was talking about with yesterday, I was talking to Laura about this. Schools are closed right now, and schools will most likely be remote this semester. And the enemy mm-hmm. cannot reach people through schools anymore. So what he's going to do, he's going to reach our generation through entertainment, through yeah. music, right. through streaming services, because he can't do it in our classrooms anymore. But now he's going to do it in, instead mm. through our, our media. Wow. But when we That's read when we read when we read the the scripture, uh, you know, Romans chapter twelve two says, "Do not be conformed to this world." but be transformed by the renewal of our mind. We could spend hours on this, but being yeah, conformed yeah. to this world is looking at what the world says and what the world does and following in that footstep, but being transformed mm. by what the word says, by what God's heart is, by what his, by what his um, knowledge is. That is what will transform our mind to live and become more like him. Yeah, so uh, and that is just, that is just such an essential thing essential area and i already hit upon it with identity but the truth is that if we are reading god's word every day even if it's a little bit every day that will be enough in in, in some ways to to, to yeah. cast out what the world says and to infuse what god says absolutely i want to i want to kind of go go on that point because you know a worldview is it's really just how we see the world around us it's it's um it's what's right to us, what's wrong to us. And as right. believers, we've got like the ultimate thing that tells us what's right and what's wrong. And so even in this culture, like, I mean, you're kind of talking about like this, this over-sexualized culture right now. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you think about pornography, like porn is, is, an, is an industry that has just been absolutely massive, especially to our generation because mm-hmm. of how easily accessible it is. I think it's like 60 or more it could even be it's within 60 or 70% of all young men christian and non-christian are watching porn i mean these are mind blowing statistics and so how do we how do we put some guardrails on our lives bro i mean this is it seems like it's a we're, we're living in such wild times i mean well even just think about bro we're in a pandemic we are you know there's racial tensions there's like you know all this we're we're in a political season where you know, it's a, an election season, so things are absolutely wild and weird politically right. right now. It seems like there's this this crazy, strange thing happening in our nation right now, and there is. But like, the question is this: like, how do we have some guardrails? How do we have some conviction? How do we know what's right in times like this? We only know what's right while as we're familiar with God's word. He is yeah. the one that gives us the standard. He's the one that tells us how we ought to live our lives. In fact, I want to go back to the, you know, the point of affirming our identity. I mean, the Bible mm-hmm. is what affirms our identity. If you go to it, I okay. recommend if any of you are listening and you're a newer Christian or you simply haven't done this in a while, I want you to go back to the book of Ephesians. It's in a, it's so packed with promises of who you are to God and who God has made you to be. In fact, Ephesians 1, 2, and 3, chapters 1, 2, and 3, it's all about who you are now in Christ. The old is gone, the new right. is here. It's establishing your identity in Christ. And then the last three chapters, uh, four, five, and six, they're all about now the lifestyle that we now live. 
So it's it's one, two, three. It's about all about me. Okay. And then four, five, six, it gives us our lifestyle. Once we know who we mm-hmm. are, then we start living according to who we are. See what I'm saying? And so God, th- that's what I love about scripture. Like it affirms our identity, but then it, it tells us how to live our lives. It, it is, it's the framework for our worldview. So those are the four yeah. basic reasons of why we believe you should read the Bible every day. I firmly believe every believer should read the Bible every day. Now, what I mean by that, when I say that, I'm, I'm not saying that you should beat yourself up when you don't read it or you miss a quiet time or you miss that morning or whatever. I'm not saying you need to beat yourself up and you're less of a Christian. In part two of this episode, uh, we will be discussing practical ways where you can be more strategic in your daily Bible reading. And so we get really practical. We get you some hands-on resources and um, it's going to be really helpful for how to be more strategic, how to read the Bible in a real practical way every single day. And so we hope that you would stay tuned this Tuesday for that. Thank you so much for tuning in to Gathering Podcast. We are so grateful for all of our listeners, all of our subscribers. We thank you for getting the word out week to week. We so appreciate that. We hope this episode was helpful as you navigate daily Bible reading. Again, thank you for everything Gathering Podcast listeners. We love you so much. and We'll see you this Tuesday.